0: Um, be up in Ontario in late October. I'm sure the weather will be absolutely beautiful. Um, no, it's, in, it's in Quebec.
1: We're not going to Ontario. We're going.
0: Did I say Ontario? I apologize. It isn't. It is in Quebec. I meant to Press say Quebec. French. That's that's quite the faux pas. Um, See so I throw a little. <laughs> that's French, right?
1: <laughs> faux they, pas is French. They made, they're gonna meet you <laughs> at the airport and turn you right back around.
0: Oh man, um, you got to edit that part out. <laughs>
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Direct Connect. Today I'm joined by Leonard Chamberlain and Steve Parker. How are you gentlemen doing? Good afternoon. Everyone survived Labor Day? No uh, safety incidents to speak of? No reportable incidents on the cyber front?
0: Nope. All ten fingers.
1: All right. Leonard's conspicuous keeping his hands down, so we'll just note that for the the listeners out there. Today we're going to talk a little bit about getting heading into Q three. I know for those who listened to our, one of our most recent on target, Steve kind of talked about the shoulder season and how important that is for the industry. Um, and I think that that goes throughout most of the utilities, whether you're in compliance, security, or you're actually on the operation side and and really truly prepping for the winter. Uh, first thing up that's been in the headlines for the last few winters, particularly for our, our friends down in Texas, there is that winter preparation kind of things are you guys seeing or what should folks be doing to prep for kind of that winter weather is there heading in that Q3 shoulder
2: well it's still over 100 degrees here nick so i don't think any of us are thinking about winter anytime soon
1: <laughs> <laughs> make sure we record that and play uh, that back in january when texas is frozen and out of power true true
2: no i mean uh, certainly it's a a concern but um you know i think um People went a little overboard last year, personally, uh, prepping for it and stocking up on firewood. And, you know, we didn't see the, uh, you know, outages like we had seen the, the year prior, even though we still managed to have a, a fairly significant ice storm, uh, I believe back in February, or maybe it was January. Um, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how this year goes, um, to what degree the new cold weather standards, you know, have any impact.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's an El, Ni- El Nino year, so that should affect the climate a little bit. And hopefully, uh, what, what was it, Leonard? A hundred-year hundred event or a thousand-year event you had down there in Texas? So it, theoretically, it shouldn't come around for a little while,
1: at least.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I <laughs> seem to remember doing an assessment for the uh, AT&T Stadium there when they have the Super Bowl, and they told us it would never it never snows there. And they couldn't get yeah. in the stadium because ice was slipping off the roof and blocking the door. <laughs> well, I think that was 100 years ago, I'm not that old, some white in the beard. I yeah. guess on the, the local side, kind of Leonard's pointed out. one of the things I'll be doing is we have above ground power lines and big trees is getting the generator out, testing it and cycling out the old fuel. Looking a little bit deeper into the winter, we got some new standards coming out in January. I know Steve, that's one of the things you tend to focus on is tracking what NERC and the, the drafting teams are up to, the SDTs, mm-hmm. not the STDs.
0: Yeah, it's important to get the acronym correct, um, it's kind of unfortunate. Uh, yeah, we have SIP 4 SIP 4 and SIP uh, 11 new versions uh, go into effect in January. And I, I think they could sneak up on folks. Uh, um, you know, on the surface, it doesn't appear that there's a significant difference in the wording. Um, they were <clears throat> developed to help with the cloud, right, to to allow for uh, the storage of BCSI in the cloud and to better account uh, or allow for the circumstance where encryption is used uh, for protection. But there's a sneaky little word change Uh And I think many, many people haven't noticed it. I don't know if the auditors have noticed it, but the move away from a focus on designated storage locations and now protecting the confidentiality of BCSI itself um, has the potential depending on how this is interpreted and applied by the regions, has the potential to move the standard from, again, focusing on the storage locations to really focusing on all of the information regardless of where it's stored. Um, That's potentially a pretty significant expansion in scope that I don't think was intended, but might end up being an unintended consequence of the wording change. We'll We'll have to
1: see how that plays out. It's always interesting to see how those ones, they're kind of like the the latent defects in some cases, that's still waiting for the latest SIP-8 to come back and really blow up SIP-6 just with some of those connections. It just depends on when, when an auditor catches that and it becomes their new pet peeve and all of a sudden it spreads across the ERO. So even if you don't see it in your January, February audits, keep an eye on that one. Have you seen anybody that started to move towards that adoption? Everyone I've talked to, nobody wants to be first.
0: I don't know if I can think of a specific example, but I know, you know, I've, I've dealt with a number of utilities that do have BCSI in the cloud. I've seen it come up in, in audits where, where they've kind of worked through and uh, generally been successful uh, applying the concepts that were, are going to be formalized uh, in January. So I, I think those adopters are out there. I don't know if they're making a, a lot of noise publicly, um, but I think if you were to look at uh the organizations that were involved in in the SAR and some of the you know heavily involved in the drafting of this, I think you might might get some hints as to who those who some of those early adopters might be.
2: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I agree with you, Steve. I think some of the wording um, will makes for some interesting interpretations on the part of auditors um, to see see how they kick the tires, you know, and that that always happens with with when we get new um, requirements out of the SDT, right? um but yeah in addition to to the storage locations um i mean even overhauling how bcsi is, is identified in sip 11. um and and you know what are the requirements around protecting it you know it's no longer um uh, <clears throat> you know protecting and handling you know storage transit use it's mitigate the risks of compromising the confidentiality so um potentially you know a lot more than just updating the verbiage in your uh in your plans to reference the new requirements right there could be some significant impacts on the existing processes and and what you know is inherently required
1: so what kind of time frame would you guys recommend for somebody who's looking to make that transition January or so when do they want to have that those policies and that governance finalized six months ago <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: I don't Leonard, when was this standard approved? I don't think it was approved six months ago. I don't I don't I don't I don't recall the date the days run run together, but you know, certainly if you're not already working on it, you know, you need you need to get busy. But as I said, I don't I don't know that on the surface it's really a really substantive change. And so for entities that aren't putting BCSI in the cloud, um it should be status quo, at least until the auditors figure out that the different words actually say something different than what everybody thinks.
2: Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't recall when, when it was actually approved. But um, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would think you know, they've had a little bit more than six months, um, you know, over a year at least.
1: I think that if you at least had a good solid draft ready to go and you could take it to a lot of the regions are having their workshops in the next month or so, good time to take that and catch an auditor in the hallway and say, hey, what do you think? If it's not addressed on the main agenda, which I think a lot of them are probably going to at least – speak to it a little bit but so i guess with that kind of going into the other thing that i know i always get busy with this time of year different events whether it's the security ones um energy specific or compliance all three of them this is a good time of year we see a lot of those those training and uh workshop events i guess what one can i give it to you guys each what are you most excited for going into the fall
0: well you know i'll mention a couple that uh you know, th- from a regional perspective, you know, WEX is going to be down in, in San Diego in uh, uh, late October, early November. I think it's right around the, the first of the month. Um, and I'm going to be teaching, uh, uh, you mentioned internal controls. So I'm doing a one-day workshop um, on internal controls after that event, kind of in between the WEC event and our a- annual meeting. So looking forward to that, getting some feedback, interacting with industry on what's a very hot topic. Um, as you mentioned, it's, Somewhat poorly defined, but, you know, that, that'll be interesting. And um, then the other big one is Gritsikon up in Canada. So not only is it back in Canada, get to do a little international travel, um, be up in Ontario in late October. I'm sure the weather will be absolutely beautiful. Um, no, it's, in, it's in
1: Quebec. We're not going to Ontario. We're
0: going. Did I say Ontario? I apologize. Did. It is isn't? It is in Quebec. I meant to Brush say Quebec. French. That's, that's quite the faux pas. Um, See, so through a little... <laughs> That's French, right? They,
1: <laughs> Faux pas is French. They made, they're going to meet you at the airport and turn you right back around. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Um, you got to edit that part out. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, Gritsicon,
0: we're going to be up in Quebec, back in Canada uh, in October. And this is the first in person Gritsicon since before uh, the pandemic. So, I'm looking forward to. Seeing a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time, hopefully I will recognize them and remember their name and not look like a total idiot, but uh, that'll that'll be
2: great to get
1: back up there. Both good ones. Leonard, what do you plan
2: to hit up this fall? The WAC event in San Diego. um, Looking forward to attending that. Always good to get down to SoCal. Won't be making it up to uh, GridSecCon, but um, hoping to to attend uh, GSX, Global Security Exchange, uh, next month. Actually, it's already next month. Next week. week. (laughs) In Dallas. Um, So, yeah, got to get those uh, CPEs for my PSP cert. So, um, but, um, you know, again, uh, when I've attended that one in the past, it's uh, been very interesting to, uh, you know, stay on the pulse of current events in the physical security space and hear what uh, others are working on.
1: Excited for that one. Dallas usually puts on a pretty good show there. Uh, I know they're going to kick it off Sunday night at Gillies with Texas Night, which that alone is worth the, the price of admission. Uh, although I don't think we're gonna see our friend Darren Nielsen on the mechanical bull again this time, which another Archer After Dark story where I thought I was gonna have to carry him to a chiropractor for a second time in my life. Looking at the agenda, I'm, one of the things I've had a criticism of ASIS for a while now is uh, having multiple tracks that look identical. It looks like they've really addressed that this year and kind of steered into it with a, a pretty diverse set of, of sessions. If you are going and you want to hear me talk more about critical infrastructure, along with Carl Perman, who do a lot of work with, and then uh, Scott Walker and Dirk Greenlaw, we're doing a um, panel Monday afternoon, I think three o'clock local, on critical infrastructure security and resilience. Um, unfortunately, one of the bunch of other sessions I want to go to at the same time, and I haven't got that cloning tech down yet, but should be a good time. Um, another one that I was really hoping to get to, but just too much travel, so I'm not able to make it this year, is the ISC squared or ISC2, they just rebranded Congress. Um, one of these days, I'm going to make it back to that one in person. But then on top of that, looking forward to GridSec, getting back up to Canada with, uh, I know Steve's going to be there, Stacy, Mark, we'll have Roslyn come over from Ontario. So we should have a pretty good contingent at that one. Looking forward to that. Be curious to see how many people we recognize from the old days there. And then I think the last real big event of the the fall or the quarter there, um, I should get into Q4 is GridX. Uh, the, every other year, the exercise. Uh, so GridX 7 this year in November, uh, not necessarily an in-person event, but definitely a, a big deal there and a good opportunity to get out and, and test a lot of those things before winter, knock the rust off before uh, the holiday season. And you know, that's when I was at Grant, that seemed to be when we always had the worst issues was when everybody wanted to be not there. Any other thoughts on on events or grid x or getting your own exercises rolling up for the, the shoulder season
0: well thanks nick you're inviting me to test my generator get ready for the winter season storm season out here we're <laughs> rural oregon where the power is not quite as dependable as we'd like it to be but that's uh just the fact fact of life living out here
1: one last question before we uh we split out since i think you two are both going to be at the WEC event on halloween what costume are you going with this year
0: I'm um, I'm actually coming in a little late. I'm not going to be there on on Halloween, so I, I bypassed the costume. But uh, I figure I look I look I already look like I'm wearing a costume. So
2: costume to be determined. Um, you know I've got uh, quite a few off the shelf costumes I can uh, pull out at a moment's notice, but uh, working on a new one, so we'll we'll see if it's ready to go. Uh, are
1: you going to be there for the at WEC for Halloween, or are you staying home and going in a little bit late?
2: Uh, no, I'll be there that Monday, I
1: believe. All right. So if you want to figure out what Leonard's costume is, better be in San Diego. It will not disappoint. I'm quite sure, certain of that. So, All right. Any other closing thoughts as we get ready to roll into pumpkin spice season, a.k.a. Q3?
2: A.k.a. Are you ready for some football?
1: There we go. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Leonard.
2: <laughs> Who that?
0: I just want my Got summer her. back.
2: Where'd my summer go? Here, here. No, we've um, got the fantasy teams drafted. Got a new quarterback in New Orleans. So, uh, hoping for a,
1: for a good season. All right. Well, thanks for joining, guys. Uh, as always, everyone, take care. And we'll see you on the next Direct Connect. See y'all later. Thank you. See ya.
0: Not only is Direct Connect available to listen to, you can also watch each episode on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash at Archer you. If you're interested in who we are and what we do, you can head on over to our website at archerint.com. You can also follow us on our social media platforms, Archer International on Facebook, Archer Energy Solutions LLC on LinkedIn, and at ArcherSEC on Twitter. Thanks for listening and check back every other week for brand new episodes of Direct Connect.